0: Welcome to the Inner Source Podcast, hosted by the biggest brain in Maine, well, certainly the biggest head, its saucy Dad. Why, hello there, you beautiful creatures, you. Welcome back. It's the Inner Sauce Podcast with your host, Saucy Dad. Hope you guys are all doing well, man. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate the support. Episode 21. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, I would love to say to you, this episode today is brought to you by so-and-so. So-and-so is a fantastic company who does X, Y, and Z. They do X, Y, and Z as well or better than anybody else who X, Y, and Z's out there. Uh, but I don't have a, a so-and-so to promote here today. If you own a business, a website, uh, if you babysit doggies and you would like Maybe some more doggies to babysit. Doesn't matter what it is, email me. My email and contact information is in the description of wherever you are watching this here podcast. <clears throat> I would like to promote your business and uh maybe work together. So get in touch with me if that's something you're interested in. But yeah, uh, can we talk about the fact that it's February 1st guys? It's there's 11 months left of 2023. Like, I don't know when it happens. I wish I paid closer attention, but I don't know. I don't know which age all of a sudden the the clock just clicks into sixth gear and it waits for nobody. (laughs) I've mentioned it to you guys before. particularly in this content world, my goodness I'm always I'm always planning five six seven days out so the dates aren't really dates to me it's just it's like my schedule it's really hard to explain but I'm always looking so far out that by the time I look up at the calendar and see what day today is I'm like oh whoa when did that happen what happened to December, what happened to January, you know, so, uh but yeah, February 1st, 2023, oh man, <clears throat> so there's been a lot going on in the world, a lot going on in this, this lovely world that we live in, I am currently bracing for Some extreme cold weather. Some of you guys know I am from the great state of Maine. It is going to be... So the last time I looked on Saturday or Friday, there is a high. Th- the warmest it will be is negative 2 degrees. The low is negative 18 Degrees with a wind of 17 miles an hour. Now, I'm no meteorologist nor a mathematician, but I have to believe that puts the wind chill right around cold as you know what. Cold as you know what. Oh man. And then three days later. It's going to be 40 degrees and raining. Now, why do we have the flu four months out of the year? I couldn't tell you. You know, it's uh, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> oh, brother. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah. I wanted to talk today a little bit more. I wanted to kind of get back to our roots a little bit. We've been veering off the beaten path. Veering off what originally led me here, for good reason, you know. If I'm not talking about what's on my mind and what I'm passionate about, then I'm just faking it, and there's absolutely no point in me even recording if that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, uh, kind of want to get back to the the, the original. The original idea of wanting to help, wanting to give people who struggle with some of the same things that I have over the years, I want to give them something to listen to, either for relatability, to not feel so alone, or maybe, just maybe, I'll say something that, uh, you know, maybe you haven't heard said things said in a certain way and I just happen to say it in just a way that you happen to understand it for the first time or something you know you never know you never know that happens to me a lot hear the same thing 10 times and it just happens to be the way it was worded on that 11th time or maybe the tone of voice or the context all of a sudden I get it I get it, it sparks an interest, it sparks some sort of motivation, inspires me to make some sort of change for the better. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. So that's my hope. That's my hope for the podcast in general, and uh, specifically today. Specifically today. First off, before we get into this, I do want to mention... Ugh... A member of the Saucy Fam, which is what uh, the amazing people who support me are called. A member of the Saucy Fam, a woman who supported me on my Patreon page for almost the entire year of 2022. Her grandson... went into the hospital this past week and uh, became unresponsive and passed away at 12 years old, guys. My son is 12 years old, guys. 12 years old. So upon learning about this, um, I learned that somebody in the family had set up a GoFundMe account And I uh, I didn't really know what to do when I first heard the news. Obviously, send condolences and all of that. But uh, then I shared the GoFundMe on all my socials, but I, I, I wanted to do something more. I felt like, now my platform isn't some million subscriber deep platform, but I do feel like I have some of a, somewhat of a voice on YouTube and TikTok and things like that. And uh, I I just figured I would at least try to make a make a conscious effort to help them. So I did. I hosted a live a live stream for 5 hours the other day uh where we promoted the GoFundMe um and kind of just dedicated the whole thing. His name was Ryan. We dedicated the whole thing to Ryan and his family. Um, And, you know, I, I mentioned a few times during that live stream that the reason I was so passionate about it, there's multiple reasons. First off, like I said, I am a dad. Just coincidentally happened to have a 12-year-old son. That is obviously every parent's worst fear, coming to life. I can't, I cannot wrap my head around attempting to to move on from that. I can't, I can't wrap my head around any of it. To be completely honest with you, I don't. You know, I think I'm built to be able to handle a lot in life. I don't think that that's something I am built to handle. I just, not that anybody is, not that anybody is. But I just, man, my heart breaks for the whole family. It's so incredibly tragic. Um, and upon trying to put myself in their shoes, as I often try to do, just thinking about how you know this world they words are one thing but when it comes to actions when it comes to when it comes to real life this world doesn't really care you know this world doesn't really care when when their mortgage company calls and they tell them about their son passing they're gonna say i'm so sorry to hear that so do you have a card that I can take that payment with today or are we taking the house or now I, that's an extreme example, but that's very real. That's a very real thing. All they're not going to all of a sudden not have responsibilities because they just suffered an unspeakable tragedy. So that was a big source of my motivation Was the fact that I can't wrap my head around what they must be going through right now. And then I can't wrap my head around, because I've experienced this on a completely different scale in relation to a pet. I had a male dog that I got when I was in high school. I got him when he was six weeks old my at my best friend everybody in my town and all the surrounding towns knew him by name just one of those very rare special souls in the form of a dog and uh i got a female a handful of years later they had puppies and um no sooner she she was done nursing them, and I want to say it was literally, I think, three days later, she got run over by an Oakhurst milk truck, broke her back, and uh, I, man, I drove to that vet as fast as humanly possible. We got her in there, and they came out to me, and I was a, I mean... I was a wreck. And, um, you know, they told me she was gone. And I i don't really remember it, but I had, my wife was there with me, and apparently I destroyed the veterinary office. Um, and on my way out, that didn't stop anybody from uh, asking me how I was going to pay for The cremation, and what I wanted to do, and this, that, and the other thing. I, man, whew, thank God. Thank God I had somebody with me that day, because I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what bad, terrible decisions I would have made in that moment when they asked me those questions. And obviously, I just looked at them with a look of complete disgust, and left without answering but this family doesn't get to do that this family doesn't get to do that um they have to make decisions i can't imagine dealing with a loss like that and then having to having to pick having to to decide how we celebrate his life and what we do for the services based on how much money we have, which that's what people, that's what everybody has to do. You know, um, that's what everybody has to do. I just can't imagine, man, I really want to get him that, but we have to get the, whatever the cheapest you have available. That's what we have to go with. Like that breaks my heart breaks my heart no parent should ever have to bury a child in the first place and then be made to feel like yeah you get i think you guys get what i'm trying to say it's just absolutely terrible and then you know on the gofundme they set a goal of three thousand dollars and we ended up making seven videos all together during that live stream that I ended up putting to YouTube after the fact so that they could continue to get views and get eyes on it and just increase the likelihood of reaching their goal. And I kept saying in every single every intro to every video I told this little story and why we were doing what we were doing <clears throat> and how I can't I can't imagine having to decide what quality service we give him based on the money that we have and then oh by the way then how much time do you get you know how they have how do they not feel like they have to rush through the grieving process how do they not feel like they have to rush back to work and rush back into the normal routine how would you not feel that way So I said, I don't think $3,000 is enough. I don't think there is a number. But I do think the Saucy Fam, as we call ourselves, is so powerful when it comes to situations like this. They're such a kind, collective group of people. Almost 45,000 of them now, on YouTube anyways. Um, And they're just all so kind-hearted and uh, supportive I said, I really think we can blow $3,000 out of the water. I think we can destroy that number and just make them feel like they can can do something as far as the services go that doesn't feel like – doesn't make them feel less than and – Also can buy them as much time as possible to take the time they need, you know, now that will never go away. The pain, the, the hurt. I don't think that'll ever go away. Like I said, I can't come anywhere near, anywhere near understanding from personal experience. The closest thing I have is that story with my dog um which is I've experienced that twice and that makes me very emotional to this day when I bring it up just because of the relationship what we went through together um the time in my life that that was so I cannot I mean you start talking about driving by certain places hearing certain songs Certain shows, I just oh man, toys around the house like oh, absolutely breaks my heart. So, I did, I felt very humbled and blessed by the turnout on that live stream. I felt humbled and blessed that I finally. Now, I know I've helped people up until now. I, You guys have told me as much, and I appreciate that. But this was the first time we really got to do something kind of in the moment. And uh, I'm just, I'm blessed that I have this platform, as big or small as it may be, in relation to the rest of the social media world. But... um. Just very happy I was able to help. I was able to do something, you know. They are currently $150 away from their goal as we speak right now. And when I go through and look, it's all people that support me that are on this donation list. I think that's so cool. So they're about to hit the $3,000 figure. There's still one, two, three, three three or four of those seven videos are still not live yet. They're scheduled out. So they will go live between now and the end of the day tomorrow. So I'm, I'm very confident that um, that goal will be reached and exceeded. As I said, if, if by any means, and again, I also said this in the intro of those videos. If you can't give, listen, I, anybody that knows me and knows my situation and the story of my life, nobody understands better than me what it's like to want to be able to give, but not have the capabilities to do so. I get it. That does not make you a lesser person. It does not make your condolences, thoughts, and prayers any less valuable, um, I guess I would ask maybe hop in the comment sections of either this podcast or one of those videos and um, just say something of support to the Loudy family, L-O-U-D-Y. I'm going to include the GoFundMe link and Ryan's obituary in the description of this video. For anybody that chooses to, to help, I... I absolutely appreciate you just taking the time to read his story and leaving a comment. Just that is appreciated. I don't often ask for you to do this on the podcasts, but I am going to ask just because of this circumstance. If you could hit that like button, or if it's on an audio-only platform, if you could rate, I think that's how you, that is what it's called. I'm honestly still learning when it comes to that. But if you could, I think it's rating or ranking i think you can give me a certain star rating to help kind of promote the show i would never ask for that normally maybe i should i think i have once before when i actually learned about it for the first time but i am gonna ask you this time to do that maybe if it's easier for you if you can't figure it out just hop on youtube saucy dad and you'll see the podcast um And if you could just throw a like on it, hit the like button, leave a comment, and then share it. That engagement is what makes videos either do well or do poorly, if there's a lack thereof. So you can directly affect how many sets of eyes this, this podcast episode gets in front of. And that holds true for all of them. But I'm asking... Before we even really get started here, because of because of the circumstance and because I just yeah, when I when I think about what I want to accomplish with this whole thing, it's being able to help people like the Laudy family in situations like this. I you know we talked about uh, Damar Hamlin not long ago, the NFL player that collapsed in front of the whole world. He had a GoFundMe for a toy drive to help kids in need in his area. The goal was $2,500. It was right around the goal at the beginning of that football game that night. And I believe if it hasn't crossed it yet, it's about to cross $10 million. The goal was $2,500. It's at $10 million raised now, unfortunately, not everybody's DeMar Hamlin. This little boy didn't pass away on national television. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows his name. Nobody knows their story. They're not going to get $10 million. He's not here anymore. DeMar Hamlin is. DeMar Hamlin's an NFL football player, by the way. That that $10 million in that fundraiser is a just a part of everything that came from his whole... Now, tragic as it may have been, yeah, absolutely. No denying that. You don't want that to happen to anybody, famous or unknown. My point is, if he wasn't Damar Hamlin and if it didn't happen on national television, you know, he's probably... And I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but he, he has... more money has come to him via random support post-injury than from his career. He, he wasn't a starter. He was only starting because the other starter had gotten hurt earlier in the season. I, I In fact, I know because of his contract, he has made more money from donations because of his injury than he has from the NFL. And he does pretty good from the NFL. So uh, our the little boy that we're talking about today is not Tamar Hamlin. His family is not famous. They, you know, if they don't get outside help, they're not in a position to be able to to do the services that they want. They're going to have to do what they can afford versus what they desire. They're going to have to take the amount of time to grieve that they can afford versus what they actually need. I just don't. It's pretty well documented on here. That is my least favorite part of Mother Earth and human beings. Um, and it's not, be- not because I believe in it, but it's because of what it does to you. And how it makes you feel right when you're shown certain options for things and you have to say whatever the cheapest one is. I can't put myself there like I man. So join me. Join me, everybody. And. Sending them whatever it is you believe in. Send them prayers, send them love, send them good vibes, send them comfort and support and healing. Like I said earlier, I can't imagine that ever goes away, but I do think it gets better. In fact, I've we've heard from several people in the Saucy Fam that have lost children, it's kind of astonishing how many stories there were to be honest not i haven't seen any as young as ryan was but there was 16 15 18 i mean life is just starting you know so help me or um join me join me in showing them support and uh if you would take a time if you would be kind enough To just take a second. Literally, you might be done in 15, 20 seconds. Saucy Dad on YouTube. Click on the podcast. Hit the like button, comment, whatever. Or, if you are in a position where you can send five bucks. Five bucks, 50 bucks. I saw somebody just donated $175. There's uh, some pretty remarkably selfless people. In this community that we've built over here. And I'm very proud of that. Very proud of that. So I thank all of you. That have taken part in this. Um, and I just. I wish the Loudy family the best. I know that's really hard to even. Take seriously right now. I will never pretend to understand. What it is you're feeling. And what it is you're going through um yeah but we're thinking about you we love you and uh we're here for you so feel free to not just feel free please please use the comment sections in any of these videos or you know how to get a hold of me via direct messages private messages get a hold of me one way or another i would love to be there for you whether that be conversation or if i can whatever i can do I will do whatever it is that I can do. So Anyways, with uh with very heavy hearts we're going to move on um topic-wise anyways. So I just want to thank everybody that that is going to or has done any of what I just asked for in regards to the Loudy family and their their loss. Um but I'm, what I really wanted to talk about today was something that came up in my the the recovery group that I take part in on occasion. I I was there last week It was via zoom, but I was there last week and the person leading the meeting brought up, or maybe I think it was a video. They played, they had played a video in regards to uh, a story. It's like an ancient story. It's very short. It was about a young boy. Uh, It's like a Native American type of deal. But it's a young boy talking to his grandfather or his elder and said, I had a dream that I have two wolves in my head. I have two wolves. I have a good wolf and I have an evil wolf. And they were fighting. And... He asked his elder, he said, How do I know which wolf will win? And his elder said, Whichever wolf you feed will win. So, obviously, I think the the point of that is pretty blatant, pretty obvious. But... Also, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to that. And as somebody that's been through the whole recovery addict system, so much of it is so redundant and said in such a dry, bland fashion that you don't really get anything from it. It At some point, It goes in one ear and out the other. And that was, I kind of ended up taking up the entire meeting. I apologized for it, but everybody was thankful for what I had said, I guess. (laughs) Luckily, right? But um, I took up the whole meeting because I said, you know, I'm kind of sick of this whole thing, to be honest with you. I said, I'm somebody that's been in this circle of addiction life for over a decade. And I, I'm kind of tired of seeing these, these stories told with this vague life lesson and zero explanation as to how to accomplish that. That's literally all you hear. Cut out the bad people. Cut out the people that are associated with, that, with those bad choices. Okay. Feed the good wolf. Don't feed the bad wolf. Feed the good wolf. Well, what the hell does that mean, Susan? What does that mean? How? Do you realize I wasn't even, I mean, I was in it for a while as far as using. I was I was in it for a while, and it's not really how long, it's how extreme. I went for it, you know? When I, the day that I decided to bring myself in to get help, I was, I was deep. I was in the deep end. Like, very deep. <clears throat> you forget how to do the simplest of things. And I mean that literally. You might be rolling your eyes. You might, you know, if, you, if you're not familiar, you might have, you might just not be able to believe it. And that's okay. I envy you. As I always say, I envy you. The fact is, you, you quite literally forget how to make the right decisions. You forget how to feed that good wolf. Well, what does he like to eat, man? I don't know. Me, I've been chilling with the bad wolf in this cave for however many years. I don't even remember what the good wolf looks like. What does he like to eat? What does he like to do? Nobody teaches you that. It's It's all these vague life lessons, these, like, painfully obvious statements with no detail, no instruction, no step-by-step, nothing. And it's always frustrated me. And I'm finally at a point now where I feel like I've learned enough of it that I can offer my two cents. So that's just kind of where I went. Like, yeah, feed the good wolf. That's great. I said, but, you know, here I am. Here I am over a decade into this. Now I don't have a friend. I don't and that's not a that's not a cry for help. That's not a sob story. I'm just I'm just simply sharing a fact. I don't have a friend. I don't have friends. I don't have a friend. I followed the The quote unquote rules I did what I was supposed to do. I cut out everybody that was associated with my using. Do you know who that left? nobody that there was nope when i when I got done cutting out everybody that I associated with drugs, there was nobody left. there was nobody there. There was nobody left. I don't have a friend to this day. I've had work buddies. There was a job I had for a few years, and the guy that I worked with, we were very similar, had a lot in common. But I realized as soon as we stopped working, we never talked again. As soon as I stopped working there, we never talked again. I'm going to tell you right now, I wish I would have learned 10 years ago that yeah, it's very important that you cut everybody out, but it is so important equally almost. Not not equally, not equally cuz you do have to absolutely get rid of get rid of those familiar faces that you only have one thing in common with. Um it's it's almost equally as important that you you find new friends and the, the problem is you know I'm a full-on family man by the time I got out of the out of the woods full-on family man I, I have three kids now I have a house I have responsibility like where does an adult father of three go to make friends nobody teaches you that they just say do it go cut out the bad people and find people that are into good things that you want to be into as well and just find friends oh oh, really really and then you throw the whole COVID BS into the mix like you couldn't leave your house period like I had a plan I had a plan when we got this new house, new location, new area, new school system. I said, this is an amazing opportunity. I'm going to look into coaching my kids' sports teams. That'll lead me into making some friends with the parents. Boom. Problem solved. Part Right in my community, making a difference, have friends. This checks so many boxes. Let's do it. I was stoked. And then I wasn't. <laughs> and when it came time to pull the trigger, I couldn't do it. I didn't do it. I have not done it yet. Even as long as I've been doing well in in regards to recovery, in regards to, you know, I'm just not that person anymore, which I'm very proud of because it wasn't easy at first as much as far as i've come and as much as like i people people outside of my immediate life may have some concern cuz they don't you never really know unless you're the person but i would wager everything i love on the fact that i have zero risk of touching any substance ever again in my life i don't even drink alcohol and alcohol was never my problem I just have z- I have zero desire. Zero desire. Like it doesn't it doesn't attract me at all. Even then, even now, when I look at the parents of the kids, it could be the way they're dressed, it could be the car I saw them pull in in the parking lot. I immediately feel so much less than them. Immediately that little shame monster that hides in the back of my head. I am, I'm just not on their level. They don't want anything to do with me. They don't want, they don't want to talk to me. I, it's a mixture of that and how damaged our trust in other people is. That, that's for a lot of people. Because one thing that holds true in all forms of addiction is you just can't... There is no trust. Everybody is just out to to score off the next person. They do not care if that leaves you naked in zero degrees with no way out. That There's zero logic, no rationale. It's just like the addiction controls everything. I think we... A lot of a lot of addicts hold on to that, and that damage stays for quite a long time. But I also think some of us are super open to trusting people and giving people the benefit of the benefit of the doubt because I think that's something that was a part of me long before my years in the in the hellhole, so to speak. And stayed with me after. So although that is definitely true for a lot of people. It's not true for me. For me it is strictly. I am still. I still have so much shame. Inside. For who I once was. That. Just. Like I don't even open up the possibility. Of meeting people and really becoming friends with people. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if this is it. I'm honestly just spitballing here, but it's almost like, I feel like as long as I don't have anybody ever depending on me or anybody ever expecting anything of me, I can't let them down. You know what I mean? It's almost like, as l- i feel internally anyways it's almost like yeah exactly what i just said it's just almost like <sighs> i feel i feel better and more comfortable by not opening myself up to Yeah, to being somebody that uh, somebody else relies on or depends on or also, I don't know. I feel like, I almost feel like it's a dirty secret, like I'm starting off every new friendship with a lie. If I don't say, hey, how's it going, man? Nice to meet you. I was an addict for a while, which is super stupid, super stupid. That'd be like if you're out dating right now, and would be like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I cheated on my last three girlfriends, but you know, can I get your number? It's, uh, you know what I mean? How stupid does that sound? But that's, that's, I don't know, I can't control it. It's just how I feel. If God forbid they're wearing halfway decent clothes and they drive a halfway decent vehicle. It's like, yeah, we don't have anything in common. You've made way better decisions than I have, and I'm just going to feel like I have to lie about my whole life to you, and I want no parts of that. So I'm just going to nod, say hi, and keep it moving. Which, in the end, makes it impossible to feed that good wolf. Because, yes, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do on your own. I have an amazing three kids and a wife that I love more than anything, You can get a lot from all of those things, but I got to tell you, like, it literally makes me emotional. It makes me feel like I could, if I let myself, I could immediately start having a breakdown every time, every time I think about the fact that I don't have a single friend in my life. Like that hurts. And I don't even know where that comes from, but that freaking, it hurts to say out loud, man. I got to be honest with you. It 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 sucks to say out loud because I, well, <laughs> I thought I had some brothers at one point. I thought I had unbreakable friendships and things like that. And some of them have gotten clean. Some of them are doing great, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. When you did something so wrong together for so long, I don't know that that could ever be what it was before that. I don't know the I don't know. I suppose maybe it could be done, but I don't know I don't think that I'm capable of that, you know? Every move they make, I'm going to be second guessing and trying to see through it and assuming that there's more to it and they don't deserve that and I I don't want to put myself through it. But I'm going to tell you right now for anybody who is early in the stages or for anybody, period. Because I'm honestly, like I've told you guys before, everything I talk about on this podcast, every lesson I've learned that I try to share, I'm talking to myself, too. <laughs> I'm talking to myself first, if I'm being honest. I'm talking to myself first and just hoping somebody else can use the information. That's really what this is. Because it's... Man. I can't even tell you how many things... Like I I open my mouth and I go to talk to my wife about it. And I'm like, she's not going to care about like why she wouldn't want to talk about that. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's it's not something I feel guilty about or feel shame about. Not at all. I mean, it's perfectly normal and perfectly healthy to not want to talk about everything with your significant other. There's nothing wrong with that. Complete. You know, we have very different interests and, you know, that's a very normal, healthy thing. But what's not so healthy is to have nobody, zero, zero people to talk to about it, to talk about it with, or to just like, I don't know, I don't even know what people, what do people do? What do you guys do? (laughs) (laughs) What do adults do? You know, I'm not a bar guy. You'll never catch me at a bar. It's not my, even when I was in the heart of all that crap, that was never my scene. Not a bar guy. Not a, you know, a gentleman's club guy. Never, never. I was dragged there once on a, from a construction site when I was younger. And I just, man, that feels like the. If there is such thing as evil, those places are evil, man. Watching these... Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Certain things I cannot support. Certain, you know. But, uh... Yeah. Um... Make friends, man. I... I wish wish I had an answer as to how to do that. As you can tell, I'm still still trying to figure it out. Somebody did somebody, uh, joined in with me at the end of that group last week and just said, you know, they started kind of spitballing ideas. Have you tried this? Have you been here? Have you done that? Like, no, you know, none of those are really my things, but they, they kind of sparked a, a thought in my head that I was like, wait a minute. Wow. I'm not very smart. Huh? I said, Oh, I said, hold, hold on. Not, not to interrupt you, but why not just find something that I love and then go to a place where they do that thing? <laughs> right? Because so much of recovery is all about going to meetings. What are meetings? It is a hundred other addicts, a hundred people that you have one thing in common with, I'm sorry, but I don't want to lead off a friendship with the fact that, yeah, hey, I was a loser that made awful decisions for several years and, uh, you know, almost lost my desire to exist for a, a hot minute. I don't want to lead off relationships with that bit of information. If we connect deep enough, if it becomes a good enough friendship, maybe years down the road, maybe they find that out. Maybe I decide decide to talk to them about it, or maybe it comes sooner. You never I don't know. But I'm so sick of leading off relationships with that. Why not find some place where you have common ground with somebody? That isn't friggin' drugs or recovery or whatever, you know, it was so obvious to me that I was like, wow, how did I not think of that? Why? But when I really start kind of playing the whole thing through in my head, it's because nobody ever told me like it's not even that nobody ever told me and that I shouldn't have just known that by myself because I should have. But it's because the focus points that are drilled into your head, what you are told to focus on, and the steps that you're told to take, the process that you're told to use, none of that's involved. None of that's involved. It's all about don't go anywhere where you think they might be using. And in your head, subconsciously, I mean, that's, as an addict, you know better than anybody. There is not a single business on that road. The main drag. There's not a business on that road that doesn't have addicts inside of it. So okay, I guess I just don't go anywhere anymore. I guess I just don't have people in my life anymore. Which just isn't healthy, I guess, is my whole point to this. It is so bad for you, and that is what I have found. That's what drove me to make this podcast. It's what drove me to do a lot of things. And I just feel like it's, it's just so incredibly unhealthy to not have somebody to talk about life with and like stuff that it's not that you can't talk to your significant other about. It's that you don't want to, you know, if it's something negative, you don't want to go down that road. Cause you know, you know, you open up that negativity door and you know where it's going to go. You don't want to do that. So you just never talk about it. It's so much easier to just never talk about it. It's not good, man. I'm telling you from experience, it's just not good. And the same goes, I don't care what gender you are, I don't care. Human beings are not meant to be locked in a box. Okay. We're social creatures that thrive on relationships and connection. And you need that in your life. You need that in your life. I don't remember the last time I had that, not a genuine friendship, not like somebody. I just felt like I could just be 100% me. It was definitely before using. So we're talking like, you know, 15 years old over half my life ago that I had an actual friend friend and, uh, yeah, I just, I've started to I've always been a people person. Always loved people. I just love people. I love people. Relationships and like connecting with people. I I love that stuff. Love it. It's healthy. It's necessary. That, like a lot of other things that we've talked about, that is part of what we are. You know? A social species. And, uh, it just it hit me like a ton of bricks when that person i don't remember what they said but the way they said it i was like wait yeah so all i need to do is think of a couple things that i'm really passionate about go to a place where they do that thing and meet people <laughs> like <laughs> i'm always going to meet people no matter where i go so i just need to put myself in a place where there's people passionate about things i'm passionate about and then what do you know you already have one thing in common. Maybe you have two, three, four. Maybe you live close to each other. Maybe you're dealing with the same sort of stuff in your life. Chances are, chances are you are. A lot of us are dealing with the same stuff in our life. We just need to find people that we relate to and that we that we click with well enough to confide in them. And to, you know, I don't know, man. I watch these shows and I know it's it'll never be like the movies and TV. That's not what I'm getting at, but when I hear things like girls' night out and guys' night out and blah, I just kind of chuckle, like man, that must be pretty cool. That must be pretty cool to go to a friend's house. Go, hey, I'm going to my buddy's house. I I've never, as an adult, man, I've never said that. Some of you are like, yeah, right. Honest to God, on every soul that I I've never said I'm going to my buddy's house. I have never done that. I don't do that. Never done that ever. Not as an adult man. So, don't lose sight of feed. Don't forget how to feed that good wolf. Don't just hear these life lessons. And the thing is, right? Almost all of these programs it's a group of people with one counselor or somebody leading the group that's that's the structure of almost all these programs and the problem is so if they this woman tells that story in front of 15 people 20 people right well he said feed the goat or whatever wolf you feed is going to win nobody's going to say anything because let's say 5 people understand it Right, Five people all get it. They're all thinking the same things. They don't say anything. Everybody else might not have any clue what it's trying to say, but just kind of like, oh, yeah, they're just looking around like, oh, everybody else gets it. Well, I'm not going to be the idiot, so I'm just going to agree, right? I'm just going to agree. I'm not going to raise my hand and be the only person that has no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) You know? That's no fun in school. It's definitely no fun as an adult. But... Then what happens is you don't learn anything. You don't have any idea. You just hear all these ridiculously cliche sayings. True or not, they are cliche. You've heard them a billion times. It's all the same stuff over and over and over again. And it is. It is. I know for a fact I live it. I still live it. Voluntarily, but I still live it. It's all the same stuff. So ask questions. Don't, man, it all goes back to this is your life. This is your chance to, to get it right or to get what you want out of this whole thing. So don't, don't not ask questions because you're afraid you're the only one that doesn't understand it. I cannot tell you how many times I have done that and then just, or not, I'm not usually the person to do that. But I can't tell you how many times I've spoken up and been like, I don't really understand it. And then all of a sudden you hear eight people go, yeah, I I have no idea what that means. Yeah, w- uh, what Nick said. What What are you talking about? I'm dead serious. I'm almost always the one that says something. And then half the group is like, yeah, I have no clue either. Like, what are you talking about? So you guys are telling me if I didn't, if I didn't say something, you just would have continued having no idea what was said. The answer is yes. That's, that's true for most people. That's true for most people, man. Um, and uh, you don't learn. You just don't learn anything at all. <laughs> if that's how you're going through this process, if that's how you're approaching these things, you're not learning anything. You're not learning anything at all. So, I don't know, man. Uh, ask questions. Ask questions and don't forget to, yes, I I support taking these steps, doing the right thing. You are going to have to make a lot of really, really tough decisions to part ways with certain people, get away from certain places. Regardless of maybe their family. Maybe their family. Luckily, I didn't have to deal with that. But a lot of people that I've met along these over these years, a lot of people that became addicts, it came from their own house. It came from their parents or their siblings. They have to cut those people out of their lives, man. I'm very thankful that that wasn't the case for me. So I don't I didn't have to cut those people out of my life, but some people do. You know what I mean? I didn't have to do that. But then again, now I feel super safe at home and I just, I settled here, right? I cut everybody else out. So now I either go to the store or I'm home. That like, that's it, man. I don't, I don't know. And I've had plenty of very social jobs since, you know, over the last decade plus, but it's just different. You know, there's certain conversations you're not going to have with coworkers because you don't know who they're going to talk to within the company or whatever. And construction's just like that anyways, it's all jokes, it's all making fun of each other. It's all rough around the edges, blah blah blah. That's not what you need. Not as a and I'm not talking about as an addict. I'm talking about as a human being. like you need connection. You need relationships, friendships, loyalty respect love that like we need those things you know we we need those things so don't settle for not knowing the answer don't settle for not knowing what these counselors or whatever that means in your life don't settle for not knowing what they mean don't settle ask questions ask questions. Who cares what anybody thinks about you asking questions and not understanding worst case scenario. You know, you get explained, you get it explained to you and maybe you were the last one to figure it out. Oh, well, (laughs) oh, well life moves on. Like that's worst case scenario. Who cares? Ask questions. And I'll be honest with you. You're going to be surprised a lot of times it's said in such a vague manner because they don't really know. They don't always know the steps that would be required to get to this cliche statement that they're driving down everybody's throats. A lot of times they have no idea. I'm going to tell you right now, when I when I said, can you tell us how to feed the good wolf? It wasn't the counselor that answered. And tell you that right now. I didn't hear a word out of her. She had no clue where to go with that. No clue. It's not her fault. She hasn't been taught. The whole system is cliche statements with zero instruction on how to accomplish that. Like, make the right choices. Okay. Dude, for one, depending on what stage they are in in their recovery, they don't even know what the right choice is. Literally and then what it requires to be able to to do that like most of us when we when we bring ourselves to the point where we ask for help it's you know it's not maybe it's not because of but the fact is we usually don't have anything left to our names vehicles money job people that trust us like we're usually pretty well out of all of it you know that's just what That's what the disease does. That's where it leads you. So uh, they need to be taught. You got to teach it like they have no idea. Like they've never, they don't know what you're talking about. Feed the good wolf. Okay. Feed lasagna? Like Garfield? What do I feed it? You know? I don't know. Uh, hopefully you guys get something out of this. Hopefully you understand what I'm saying. I feel like this is a pretty good one. I feel like, uh, this might be helpful to some people. I know it was in my small little group of, uh, people that I was on that zoom with. I got a lot of thank yous and a lot of, yeah, you're right. I, I need to do the same thing. Just it's so unhealthy to isolate yourself. So unhealthy, Honestly, that's one of the biggest things about being an addict. Like while using, you isolate yourself. That's one of the most dangerous symptoms of the whole thing because that just leads to a terrible mental health state. And honestly, I think that the more the more I talk it out, the more <laughs> the more I talk about it and think about it, that's probably got a lot to do with any mental health struggles that I still have the fact that I just bury 99.9% of thoughts and things that I want to get off my chest. It just never comes out. I bury it. Any little frustration or anger, I don't want to get into it. So I'm just going to bury it, which is, you know, that's fine. Most of the time, husbands, we, we get it. That's, you don't need to get it all off your chest, you know, But none of it for, you know, we're talking 19 years, almost 20 years now, 20 years this year, none of it. So the second I finally do open up to somebody and talk to somebody, it's like, holy, is this guy on crack or something? Talking a thousand miles an hour a second. Yeah, because you're the first human being that I've talked to that I haven't made babies with in 15 years, you know? So. Deal with it, man. <laughs> but uh, I am I'm vowing to you, audience, viewers, saucy fam, saucy trons, wherever wherever you may fall in the saucy spectrum, I am vowing to you to find someplace where they do one of the things I'm passionate about and just put myself put myself in that position. You know? I'm not gonna walk in and just be like, Hey hey, where's my new buddy at? <laughs> I'm just a social guy. So I know if I put myself in that environment, if I put myself in that situation, the rest will take care of itself. It has to be natural anyways. So I just gotta put myself there. And I'm I'm vowing to you to do that. I'm vowing to you, but I'm also mainly vowing to myself I think about how much better of a of a father how much better of a husband how much better of a fr- uh, a friend uh yeah just how much better of a person I would be if I had some place to just like be a hundred percent me a hundred percent of the time you know somebody to talk to period. About something other than like all the things we need and don't have or, you know what I mean? You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm certainly not I'm not complaining about anybody. I, I just, I definitely have a need for that. And it can't, I know so many people want to help and they want to be the ones to do that. Certain people can't be that, right? If you're married to my family, like I can't, That it's the same thing. You're not, you don't fit the, you don't meet the requirements (laughs) and it's not your fault. (laughs) It's certainly not a dig, a shot. It's not a, it's not a, a poor quality. It's not a, you know, an insult. You just simply, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. If that worked, I, I wouldn't have any need for it in the first place. It doesn't work. So. I just want you guys to learn to ask questions, learn to not settle, learn to, uh, ask how ask how, okay, great. That's all you want me to do this. That's awesome. Like, how, how do I do that? How do I do that? You know, some people, they have no job. They they don't have a, so many people don't have a home when they go into these places. Like, yeah, make the right choices, get a good job and go to work every day. Okay. Where can I take a shower? Where can I eat? Where can I get a decent amount of sleep? How am I going to get to that job to apply? What am I going to wear so they actually hire me? How am I going to get back? How am I going to get to my first day? Like, they need me to have direct deposit. How do I, where do I even get the check deposited? So many, so many people. None of that is in place. None of that is in place at first. Ask questions. It's okay. Like, that's okay. You want to change that. That's effing awesome. That's awesome. That is, and I'm going to tell you, that's all it takes. The want. If you want want to change that, you are going to change that. I'm here to tell you, if you want to change that, it's going to change. You just have to keep going. Keep going. You're going to come up to hills and adversities. And you're going to think, well, I tried. No, no, you not. If if it's not happening, you're not done trying. Okay. If you want to, you can make it happen, but you need to ask questions. You need to not settle. You know, these, these cliche statements are great. And a lot of them are true. That's why they're cliches. They're true. Congratulations. I'll, I'll go get you a cookie. But that doesn't help most people, that doesn't help most people um, yeah, so anywho uh I know the uh the schedule has been a little spotty. I started a second channel recently you know i I dedicated a lot of people a lot of people do New Year's resolutions and blah blah blah. I don't believe in that. I really don't, but I do think it's a cool opportunity to kind of reset yourself a little bit, just internally. I don't have to make some big announcement on Instagram that I'm going to lose 15 pounds and uh, turn into Brad Pitt by December. Not going to happen. Um, But I am a believer that, you know, regardless of what the calendar represents, I think it is a cool spot, particularly if you're an entrepreneur or somebody that owns your own business, or even if you're not, it's just a cool opportunity to um, maybe shift your goals or or better yet it's it's a cool opportunity it's a great opportunity even to reevaluate your goals get rid of some ones that maybe you've grown past or or maybe just revise some of them to what what you want them to look like now. One of the things I was destined to do this year, or not destined, one of the things I was determined to do this year, hopefully I'm destined as well. That would be cool. One of the things I was determined to do this year is to spend more time doing the things I am passionate about. Now, don't get me wrong. I love this. I love this. And the idea that this is going to help people. Listen, if I can get, if I can make this work, meaning if I can still support my family, which is, we all know how I feel about it, but unfortunately, it is a necessity. If I can support my family doing this, I will be here, I don't even know, until uh, until the cows come home. <laughs> Another cliche statement. What the hell does that mean? Who, whose cows? Where are the cows and why aren't they home already? Why are these cows anywhere else b- besides home? Like, why aren't they home? Ask questions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so determined to spend more time on something I'm, or or things, multiple things that I am passionate about because I have been told this for years by very successful people Do what you're passionate about and the money will come. I'm trying. I'm trying. I believe in this. I truly do. I believe in the motivation behind it. I believe in the goals. I do. I believe in the whole thing. The reality is we're about six months into this now. And it's really, really difficult to allocate too significant an amount of time when there's no return like not none you know what i mean there's no i don't get anything out of this for anybody that thinks otherwise i don't get anything out of this not yet um so with that being said i recently started a second youtube channel actually just recorded the first two episodes yesterday and today about motocross and supercross and it's a sport i have been heavily invested in pretty much since i have memories <laughs> as far back as i can remember so i'm very knowledgeable about it i have a lot of opinions i follow it every i follow every minute of it I know pretty much everything that's going on. It's just a passion of mine. It's a passion of mine. Um, I just kind of had this fleeting thought the other day. Like if you were given an opportunity to pick your job, to to pick what you want to do, you can do anything and support your family doing it, what would it be? And for me, it would be, Something related to motocross. Something related to the sport of motocross and supercross. I love it so much. Now, obviously, my riding days are many gray hairs and large cheese pizzas ago, right? But I want to be involved. I want to be, I'm a people person and I love the sport. So I think when I put those two together, hey, I got something there. I got something there. So I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to make some videos and I think with the subscriber base that I'm starting out with on my main channel, it will give me a little bit of a head start. So I I do think I do think it has a pretty high chance of success. But we'll see. You never you really never know. I think it's a market that is nowhere near as saturated as the one that I've been occupying for the last year and a half while trying to get all this stuff started. Um, But the reality is if, if something like that took off, like really took off, this would be so much easier to, to allocate time to, because I wouldn't be doing it with, with any financial pressure on my mind. You know what I mean? Like there would be zero, zero monetary pressure in the back of my mind while doing this. I could focus strictly on the message the the goal, all of that without any concern of anything else. So I love music. My music reaction channel will never go anywhere. I love my community that we've built. But I am starting another channel, and uh, it's called Dad Mods. Oh, yeah. Dad Mods, M-X, D-A-D-M-O-D-Z, one word. Uh, The first video will probably go live tomorrow. Second video will probably go live Friday. And then the races are Saturday night. Um, So I just, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to try it out. Enough wealthy people say something. It might be worth giving it a shot if you are interested (laughs) in gaining some financial freedom, you know? So I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a real shot this calendar year. I have something that is keeping me afloat right now. I can't do any worse than I did last year and I made it through the year. So I'm going to do the same exact thing except I'm going to add doing something I'm really passionate about strictly for the passion of doing it and just see what happens. Just see what happens. You know? Um. But yeah. Dad Mods, D A D M O D Z M X on YouTube. Uh, I will eventually, probably over the weekend, actually, I'm going to add, you know, I'm going to build socials surrounding that. Probably build an Instagram and a Twitter and a TikTok page for that channel as well. I'm definitely going to keep it very simple. Um, But yeah, if you guys want to check that out, I would really appreciate you subscribing to it and uh, whatever it might be. I think that would be really cool. (laughs) If you're not on my, you know, if you listen to these on audio only. And you're not on my Saucy Dad YouTube channel, I highly recommend you go check that out. You can't tell me you don't love music. And I don't care what genre. I don't care what artist. Okay? We do them all. We cover them all from metal to rock to rap, hip hop, K-pop, um, Spanish music. Like I have been turned on to some incredible artists, uh, guitar players, like just people that are masters at certain instruments. We, there's something over there for you. I promise. So We're about, we're creeping up on 45,000 subscribers over there, which is super cool. TikTok is working on a million still, which is super cool. And I just, man, I feel really good. If I do in 2023 what we did in 2022, we're going to be sitting really pretty by the time 2024 comes knocking around. We're going to be sitting really pretty, having a lot of fun. And most importantly, On the inner sauce, we're going to be making a difference. And uh, that will always be my driving force. That will always be the motivation behind this. So, again, for anybody that's still listening, if you see some value in, uh, and you know, when working with me, everything is on the table. Meaning a TikTok page that has almost a million followers... A YouTube channel that's almost at 45,000 subscribers did a million views a couple months last year, like a million views in a month a couple times last year. We average around 500,000 to 600,000 on YouTube. I had months with 30 million in a month on TikTok. So I think there's a lot of value in the platforms that I've built. If I'm allowing myself to uh acknowledge that for a quick moment here and if you know if you support this whole recovery message and uh i think over 21 episodes you can get a pretty good idea of what i stand for and what i'm about if you support that and you agree i'd love to work with you i'd love to promote your business And, um, yeah, I don't, I, it doesn't really matter what it is, you know, doesn't really matter what it is that you do, whatever service, whatever it is, doesn't have to be in my location. I can advertise for anybody anywhere, you know? So, uh, anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. Again, I do ask, maybe go check those links out for the loudy family in the description, um, I'm going to put them in the description on the podcast. So they should, it should be available anywhere you're listening to this, including YouTube, but I'd love to see that GoFundMe get up over 3000 as much as we can possibly make that happen. I would love to see them supported, uh, and buy them enough, buy them as much time as possible. No such thing as enough time Buy them as much time as possible. Allow them to to do what they, what their heart desires to be able to do in memory of their son. So, again, myself, the Saucy fam, the whole community, sends our love, our good vibes, our prayers, our support, all of the above to you, Anessa Lynn and the Loudy family. Rest in peace, Ryan. You will be greatly missed. May your pathway to your next destination be true and swift and full of grace and uh we'll be thinking about you always to everybody else thank you guys for listening i as always i really appreciate it i would not be doing this if it wasn't for you wouldn't be a whole lot of point now would there I could just be talking to a wall like my son does. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hear him uh, giving his sisters a hard time out there. As usual. Anyways, man. I hope you guys got something from today. I know I did. Now I just have to uh, follow through. Go put myself out there and see what happens. See what happens. Who knows? Maybe I'll Maybe I'll meet my next podcast co-host. At one of these places that I'm about to discover. Who knows man. What I do know. Is I'll never meet him. Sitting in my house. So. It's time to put myself back out there. Sounds like I'm dating again. Sorry. Sorry ladies. Not dating again. (laughs) All right. I'll let you guys go. Have a great. Great start to your February. Um. Again, I know the upload schedule for the podcast has been all over the place, but I'm really focused on, yeah, doing this passion thing. So until, uh, you know, until it, I want to be very careful how I say this because the number one motive for doing this, it will always be what I just said. Making a difference, helping, et cetera. But I am a father of three. I am the head of a family in a one income household. The reality of the situation, whether I like to admit it or not, whether I like to put it out there or not, is I can only allocate so much time to something that I get nothing out of at the end of the day. I would love for that to change. But as far as this being a weekly thing, that's really hard really hard right now anyways. So I would say my goal is probably two episodes a month or so, unless that changes. If that changes and when, well, you'll be seeing my beautiful face every week again, but we're not going anywhere. The show is not by any means going anywhere with, with support will come more frequency, I guess is the best way to put it. So, uh, But until then, I will see you guys in the next episode. Um, Barring any changes, that will be, yeah, probably right after Valentine's Day, like the 15th or so. Um, And I look forward to seeing you then. So thank you guys for all the support. Make sure you like the video, share it, leave your comments, leave your thoughts. I love hearing the feedback. Go check me out on Patreon. We're doing a bunch of stuff on there this year. That's a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash SaucyDad with an EY. Go check me out on YouTube, Saucy Dad with an EY, or the Dad Mods MX channel. Dad mods, baby. It's what the, it's what the ladies love. Dad mods. I'll, uh, I'll see you guys next time, man. Take care of yourselves and each other. Stay safe out there. Peace out. Saucy fam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pull door, my lover. Do but do it forever, Yeah. I want it all nothing left. I could do what he do, but I'm doing it better, yeah. mix match the chrome with I can say what I want, I don't fall for the drama, nah. new girl California, she be driving California, she want me like the vaccine, I made a check, didn't need no degree, I yeah, prove yeah, my yeah, yeah. wrong, who didn't believe, oh. do it myself, I don't need no team, no, I can no, no, no scholar, no, no, nah. hey made me go farther, you can say what you want, but I'm still unbothered, go down, get back up, do it all myself, don't not